Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, uh, and we're glad to... We're glad to hear you this evening, see you this evening. We're having maybe a little bit of te- technical difficulties. Hopefully you can hear everything. Oh, there we go. Now it feels like we can hear you all and uh, you can hear us maybe. So we're glad to be here. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We're just glad to be here in this beautiful Sunday. Hopefully you all enjoyed the weather. Some people love it being almost 80 degrees, and some people hate it. I, I'm here with my lovely wife, Shay, who kind of hates it this time of year, being 80. I'm the one that says it's a little too early for hot weather. She likes it cool, and um, I'm not saying I don't like it cool, but it is nice to have a bright, sunny day, so we're hoping you enjoyed it. We are Shadow of His Wings Ministry, just in case you have some need for help or if you ever need to get in contact with someone who maybe can provide some counseling or healing, that's could be us. You're welcome to contact us uh, via our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. You can also call us at 210-887-9007. And we'd be glad to get back with you. We're just glad to be able to be in the studio this evening. And uh, tonight we have, uh, we always say we try to offer answers to life's tough questions. And one of the topics we want to talk about is worth tonight. So we're going to jump into to the, the idea of worth and what happens when our worth has been affected either by our past or our present or what we view about ourselves. And we may not have a a definite question here, but I think one thing that we're just looking at is, you know, to all the folks out there that when they are in a situation in a crowd or sometimes just even in the late night hours of the, the night when they're all alone is kind of where you question you know, who you are and what is your worth and are you really worthy? And so that's kind of what we're looking at. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. And really what we want to do is try and take what Shay just said and also begin looking at how many of us put our worth in what we do or who we are. Maybe uh, we put our worth in our job or we put our worth in being a mom or we put our worth in being uh, a boss. And so when we put our worth in those things and we make mistakes along the way, what happens to our worth at that point? What happens about how we see ourselves and our worthiness? So we're going to be talking a little bit about just... You know, I realize that the church and the Bible says some really great things about our worth and about our image. Uh, you know, there's, there's many verses that talk about how we are made in God's image, that we are formed in, uh, that He knew us even before He formed us in our mother's womb. 
and that he made us perfectly. And so we want to take that truth of what those verses say and begin to look at the reality, though, uh, at the end of the day, what do we really see? Sometimes, uh, as we've done counseling with folks, as you begin to really scratch the surface and get down, down, actually go deeper than just scratching the surface, as you begin to talk to people, they've got wounds from their past that have caused them to see themselves differently. Uh, they may put on a face at church, or they may put on a face at their job, but truly, what do they see about themselves? And what do they see about themselves when they get quiet at the end of the day, as Shay would say, and just look at themselves and, and just without all the things they do or the, the, the outer exterior that they present to people? And so what would be some, just to kind of start off the topic... Okay, what are some things that people would want to look at that would kind of show them that maybe maybe they're not quite at the place where they're believing who God says they are? Well, I think you put it well when you get alone and you just get by yourself. Um, what do you really see about yourself and to really ask yourself? Um, because so often I think people try to put a pretty answer on a really tough question because that's just what they've always been told. You know, uh, I really feel like I'm a failure. Oh, now you know that God created you perfectly just the way you are and he doesn't see you as a failure. And usually we take that and we say, oh, that's right. I know I'm not really a failure. God doesn't see me as a failure. But I think it's important to take it a step further. I think it's important to take what we really believe or what we hear in our head and take it down into our heart and to see, do we really believe what God says about us? Because there's some other things that happen that may show us that we question our worth. You know, in the midst of comparison, sometimes you might find yourself comparing yourself in your own mind. You know, am I as strong as he is, or am I as capable as he is, or for women, am I as beautiful as she is, or why does she always look so well put together, and I always feel like I'm, you know, uh, you know, a step away from falling in a hole somewhere. You know, it's like, it's like when you begin to look at yourself and you begin to realize that there are times that you compare yourself to other people who seem to have it together, and you sometimes fall short or you find yourself repeatedly falling short, you may have a worth issue. You may have an image problem. <coughs> Excuse me. And we're not saying that this is that old new age feeling of you must just like yourself. You know, I, I don't want to go to that place because it isn't just about liking yourself. There's nothing uh, important about just liking yourself. It isn't all that truthful to just try to make yourself like yourself or tell yourself how to like yourself. What's important is, is where do I really find my worth? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, to be able to love your neighbor, you do have to love yourself. You have to see your worth. You have to see what God has made you to be that's important. Well, I, can we just kind of back up just sure. a little bit? Well, let's take this a 
like one step at a time. Um, you know, when you were first talking about it and you were saying, you know, that sometimes we put our worth in um, the work that we do. We put our worth in being a mother. We put our worth in being a wife or a husband or volunteering our time or, you know, all of those being things. Being a Sunday school teacher or being a, a Sunday school, yeah, all of those things, you know. And I just am wanting to offer to you because to me when I think about what you put your worth in, I think about what really causes a person to question their worth and to really not understand who they are or maybe not not feel worthy is when they put their they put their belief in who they are based on other people Absolutely. what other people say what society says what people in the church say what your mother or your father said as you were growing up and to me all of those things about being a good Sunday school teacher, or being a good mother, or being a good volunteer, you know, all of those things are really just steps to try and counteract the the bad things that people have put on you Absolutely. from the past. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up, because really realizing that we are made in God's image is important, but it only goes as far as we truly believe it. Because let's say you're a little girl who grew up in a home with a a father who always said that you weren't quite pretty enough or that you didn't quite look as less pretty as your sister or all those things that may have come up as you were, were being raised. Or maybe you're a son whose mother always said that you were stupid or that you weren't quite as smart as your older brother. All of those things sink in and they begin to be effects of our worth. They begin to show us our what we really feel about ourselves. And so we try and overcompensate by working harder, doing more, going here, going there. But the problem with that is, is sometimes none of those things really meet the need because the lie itself is still deep in our heart that says you're not good enough. We are at a call-in show, so if you have been listening for the short time we've been on the air and you'd like to share a comment or ask a question, you're welcome to call locally at 340-9585. If you happen to be out of the local area and you're hearing us on uh, live streaming, you're welcome to call toll-free at 877-630-5757. Again, that local number is 340 340- Nine five eight five. So please don't hesitate to call in. We would love to hear your comment or your question. And tonight we're talking about worth. Um, and I, you know what? I just want to speak to the person out there that, you know, is just there and they just feel like they're on that. I, I always picture the the hamster that's in the on the hamster wheel and they just run and run and run and they're just trying to trying to fit in, trying to do things right, you know, but they always stop, you know, when the wheel stops, they always say, wow, I've not done enough. 
Absolutely. You know, nobody is ever really pleased with me. And so ultimately, you're not really pleased with yourself if Absolutely. you if you really just stop and look at it. So just kind of offering that. And if you would like to call in or email us at info at Shadow of His Wings Ministry, we'd love to chat. Absolutely. And sometimes it's not only parents that speak things into us. Sometimes it's siblings. You know, uh, sometimes it's talking or are being raised around as a sibling that always seems to do it better than you do. Uh, sometimes if you're the middle child or you're the youngest child, sometimes you live in the shadow of an older sibling who could always do it best and who always had the prettier hair or the smarter, um, or was smarter in school. And so you always fell short. And sometimes that even speaks to a child that there's something wrong with me. And also just, I mean, it also is very important to look at uh, sexual abuse. If there's been sexual abuse with uh, another adult, um, not another adult, but with an adult, a teacher, or a relative even. Sure. You know, those things are not really verbalized. I mean, sometimes in sexual abuse, there are verbal things that are said Except over certainly. a child. And so you can look at those, but, but even the nonverbal things that are said speak, speak a lot to the soul and to the heart about who that child believes himself to be. And that, that really does carry on with them until they go through some healing. Absolutely. And what it tells them is, is I'm subpar. I'm, I don't quite measure up because if someone's abusing me, there must be something wrong with me. And so that whole message of there's something wrong with me can be a very hurtful, very shaming thing. And sometimes worth can get wrapped up in our own shame. Sometimes it's if we weren't treated well or we were abused by a parent or by an older brother or a, someone in our life, uh, it can make a person feel shameful, like there's there's something bad about me. I'm dirty because this is what's happened. Sometimes it's shameful because it's not, it's not, um, well, it's legitimate shame, but it may not, and it may not be truthful. You know, sometimes shame, I guess I want to describe that. Shame is never real because shame always says there's something wrong with you. Sometimes we might feel, you know, we break a window and so we feel shameful that we broke a window. That's a different kind of shame. Sometimes, you know, there's shame over being the kid who just doesn't get the friend like everybody else does sometimes there's shame over i didn't get picked for the football team you know and that's not real shame but it definitely speaks a lie into a person's life and says there's something wrong with you you're always going to be the wimp you're always going to be the the sissy the the kid that's never going to get chosen that nobody really wants to know and therefore you're less than and sometimes that happens if you've ever been bullied in school if you've ever been made fun of by other kids, you know, I just want to speak directly to that because we work with a lot of grown adults in our ministry. Mostly we, we, we actually do work with mostly, uh, 16 and older teens and, and grown adults that come in and you start talking about childhood. You start talking about, you know, your life as a kid, as a teenager, and you begin to look back and you find a lot of pain with adults because of things that were said, hurts that were were brought up in their past, things that were told to them by other kids. 
you know, being made fun of because you're too short or you're too tall or you're or your uh, your body doesn't look like everybody else's, or your hair's straight, or your hair's curly, or you're wearing glasses, or you don't wear glasses, or you're too skinny, or you're too fat. You know, certainly with girls, it's body issues with regards to maturing. You know, uh, maybe you had a a flat chest and and it hadn't quite matured yet, and everybody else seemed to have uh, a larger chest than you did, or maybe you're a boy and everybody seemed to mature faster than you did. So you look around and all you see is that you're you're less than. You're in the locker room and you're noticing I'm less than. I don't really I don't really fit here. So all those things can affect your worth. They can tell you that my worth is less than because I don't measure up to everybody else. And that's the the crazy thing about what I believe Satan does to destroy or try to destroy our worth in Christ is because if he can tell us that there's always something wrong with us and we begin to believe it, then we will go find things that are hurtful that we may bring into our life that wasn't meant to be there in the first place. And so what would you suggest somebody that if they're sitting there and they're thinking about all this, they're saying, yeah, yeah, that's me. You know, I fit into that. I I know that I don't really see myself the way God would want me to see myself. I don't really see myself as being even lovable to God. Um, what would you suggest might be the first step that they start taking? Well, it really does mean that you have to really go deep. It It cannot be, in my opinion, it cannot be just a surface... You know, oh, let me read a few verses, and that'll help me feel better. And I'm not saying, I'm not downing verses. I'm saying the Bible is our answer for every single thing we struggle with. And the Bible is our truth, and it is our hope, and it is the actual word of Christ, which is also, Jesus says, he is the word. So when you begin to dive into the Bible, please just remember, it isn't as helpful to just sit there and re-remember or, or rehearse or memorize verses. It's, it's good to take that verse and to make it personal and to really look at your life. You know, what did happen to me? You know, what hurt the most as I was growing up? You know, I remember my own life, there was a football coach that was in my life and I was in the seventh grade and and I I was pretty short for a lot of my life, but by 7th or 8th grade, I began to grow and get taller. And so around the 7th and 8th grade, I was I was being a, I was able to what I thought might be able to be eligible to play basketball. And so I went to this coach and I said, hey, I'd like to try out for basketball. And he said, you know, he looked at me and he said, really, do you, do you really think, Preston, you're going to be able to play basketball? I mean, you're not all that great in football, so I doubt you'll be able to play basketball. So maybe you ought to just stay where you're at. And I remember taking that to heart and realizing that, you know, I'm just not that good at anything. And and so I'm I'm using that as a personal example because you just never know what people are carrying. And I've heard so many stories from adults who tell me, you know, this happened or that happened or, oh, I do remember this time that I was told that I'll never be this or I'll never be that. And it is so important to not just take that at face value and say, hey, this is what I am. It's very important to say, you know what, I need to look at that. I need to grieve that a little bit. Maybe I need to write that out 
or journal about that and take it to the Lord. You know, it's so important to do something more than just, well, I prayed about it and thank you, Lord, that I've made in your own image or I've made in your image or, or you formed me in my mother's womb or you've counted the numbers of hairs on my head. You know, those are wonderful verses. They're important to grasp, but it's very important to go a little bit beyond that and say, let's look at this. Let's see what, what do I really feel when I start to think about this, this moment in my life? Or what do I think about, uh, what do I feel when I start to think about it even now? And what have I done to try to compensate for that? You know, maybe you're a girl who never quite felt like she was the pretty girl. And so you're the one that's working 100 miles an hour. You wear makeup every day. You can't go anywhere without makeup. you got to spend all kinds of money on all kinds of, of things to try to make yourself look prettier. And it's really more of a deep-down heart issue that says, do I really believe what I look like on the outside? Do I really believe that people think I'm pretty no matter what I do? And it's so important to take that journey from the head to the heart and say, what do I really feel about this? What what does God say about me? But also, what do I feel when I compare myself to the to the person that I look at and think that's who I want to look like? Um, or what do I what do I do if I were to fail? You know, sometimes we put all of our hopes in our doing. And so we run a 100 miles an hour to get everything done, and what if we fail at that? What if we are the person, like Shay was talking about, who was the person on the treadmill or on the little hamster wheel running a 100 miles an hour? What do I feel about myself when I accidentally fall off that wheel and things aren't going well? What do I do with that? And so I hope that you're, if you're listening in, I hope that you uh, will... Give us a call at the local number is 340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we would love to get your comments. You are listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and we are a, lis- a listener-supported uh, radio show, you're welcome. If you ever thought you, you liked what you hear, you can go onto our website and uh, hit the donate button, and that would help support this uh, radio show and our ministry. And we would love to just have you check out our ministry for, for upcoming events. We have an upcoming event called A Journey to Joy. It's coming up the last weekend in February. It's for wives who struggle uh, with their husband's sexual brokenness and just want to find freedom. And again, that's called a journey to joy, and it's uh, you can get more information at journeytojoy.org, and it's a great weekend. It starts on the, a Friday evening and ends Sunday at, at around lunchtime, and it's just a great healing weekend to try and help wives understand what do I do when my husband gets into this stuff or pornography or compulsive sexual behaviors that I don't know what to do with. And uh, please uh, check it out if you'd be interested. You're welcome to also give us a call. Our local number is 210-887-9007. I'd like to pray, and then we're going to come up on a break, and uh, you will be hearing a song after we come from the break called No Greater Love by Rachel Lampa. It's a great song if you ever just need to 
to take a moment and just kind of pray and think about your worth. It's a wonderful song. Uh, it was a song at, at, at some points in my life that I was never even able to sing uh, and get through because I would I would usually end up crying or feeling hurt by it. So it's in a great place to begin to let your heart open up and to see what, what God really wants to share with you about your worth. So let's pray and then we will, uh, we will take a break. Lord, I just thank you, Jesus, for helping anyone out here right now who is struggling, who may not even think they have a worth issue or may not think that they have a struggle with their own worth. But I pray that you would help them to see the things that you'd like them to see because it's important for you to help them open their heart and find your worth and not just the things they've struggled to make themselves worthy. Thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Join us when we come back from the break and we'll you'll hear a song from Rachel Lampa called No Greater Love. Your love is done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part.
Well, that's the song, No Greater Love by Rachel Lampa. And uh, we just uh, wanted to play that because it was important to us to maybe let you have kind of a foundational song or some sort of anchor to go to when you are feeling unworthy. Shay, you had something you wanted to share? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I was listening to the song and it's like, wow. You know, before, before I knew God, before I knew anything, um, God knew me. God knows everything about us, and yet he loves us. He loves us still, you know, with the greatest love, even past the sin, even past, you know, if we can't do things right, we can't speak right, or, you know, sometimes parents say, eh, why can't you even walk straight, or things like that. It's just, to me, it's just incredible. God just loves us. I wanted to share a verse, and I just wanted to talk about it a bit. It says in Psalms 139, 1 through 2, it says, O oh Lord, you have, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I am far away. You know, I was just thinking about this and the whole worth thing. And sometimes, you know, people put airs on about them, you know, and they go and and they want to cover up their, they want to cover up their bad spots. They want to cover up their blemishes. You know, and so they do it by maybe acting out or they do it by losing weight or they do it by gaining weight or they do it by working out in the gym and they want to do all these things, you know, but guess what? You know, you were talking earlier and I was thinking, you know, if you don't, if you don't get into your heart who God says you are, you can do all these things and it's not going to get you anywhere. Absolutely. Because you're going to still feel empty. You know, if you go and you cover up all your blemishes and you you try to do all the right things to so somebody will think better about you. You know what? You got somebody that's always been there on your side. He's always been there. It says in the Bible, he rejoices over us with singing. You know, that's in spite of our sin. That's in spite of who we are. So I just want to encourage folks right now, you know, that, you know, you may not, you may not get the award for, for being the best at this or the best at that, or you may do a lot of things wrong, or you may be clumsy, or you may whatever, you know, but you've, you've got somebody that's in your court. You've got somebody that's always there. So I just kind of wanted to know, what are your thoughts about this verse? Do you want me to read it again? Yes, why don't you read it again? That would be great. Oh, Lord, you have committed my heart and know everything about me. No, you have examined my heart. Sorry, I didn't put my glasses on. I'll start again. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down and you know when I stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. 
Well, I can't help but think the first thing I feel when I hear that verse is comfort, to know that there is a God who loves me that much, to examine my every motive, my every thought, my every feeling about who I am and about what I do, and he knows me well enough to know all of those things, and yet he still loves me. And he knows, <clears throat> excuse me, what... um what I struggle with and he knows my hurts and he knows my pain and he knows my innermost parts. You know, I think that is, that's the important place. You know, as I was listening to that song again, I was just realizing that no greater love than this. It really is that love that sets us free in the places of our worth. It really is knowing his love. Now I'm thinking there might be someone out there who says, you know, that's all great and fine, but I don't know his love. And so when you say, I, I should know my worth in my heart, uh, what do I do with that? How do I get my worth into my heart? Well, what I usually offer to folks is that, you know, just to understand and kind of wrap your mind around, you know, you, your life, and where your foundation, where your foundation was built on. You know, your foundation is your belief in who you are, you know. And so as you're growing up, you know, this foundation is being built. And you're standing on this foundation. And if the foundation is saying, you know what, you're just stupid, you're a stupid kid, you don't know anything, you can't do anything right. You know, that foundation, is that based on truth or is that based on lies? Sure, it's based on lies. Okay, and so you have a foundation, you know, okay, you get sexually abused as a child, you know, and you start believing that you are not worth anything except for sex. Is that based on truth or is that based on a lie? It's absolutely based on a lie. Okay. So you just, so I'm offering to folks, you know, start looking at what your foundation, what your foundation as you were growing up was built on. And if you find that it was built on a lot of lies and you're still questioning, you're questioning or you're acting out on those lies, you know, it's important to go in, okay, you know, how can you change your worth? You change your worth by speaking truth into those lies. It's a kind of like, it's kind of like doing a, a foundation. What is it that they do? A foundation recovery or? Sure. Foundation repair. There you go. You're doing a foundation. Exactly. You're doing a foundation repair. Your foundation repair is taking God's truth, taking truth, you know, Am I really only here for sex? Am I less than every other person in this world? No. You know, and you start just building that on truth. Truth can be found in the Bible. Truth can be found in, in, you find people that can, that know truth and can speak truth in, that they can see the difference between truth and lies. You know, sure. start speaking that truth when you start acting in life. You know, you say, now, am I basing what I'm doing on a lie or am I basing it on truth? Sure. 
does that help? Yes. And, you know, though, all those things, I think what's important, what Shay is doing here is she's giving you several different ways to help truth sink in to a broken foundation. Because it may, it may not be just one thing. You may have to do all of those things. You may have to have someone speak into your life. You also may have to sit down with the Word of God and, and read over the truths of the Word. Because I can just kind of feel, and I feel for those people sitting out there, I feel for a person, and maybe it's not as, as obvious, or maybe it's not as broken as somebody saying I was sexually abused, or I was, you know, told I was stupid. Maybe it's, it's a guy who's sitting out there right now saying, I feel pretty good about myself because I, uh, make a six figure income and I'm doing great and I work really hard and, and I have, uh, the nice car that I've always wanted and I have the nice house and I have the wife and the 2.3 kids and the picket fence and the rose bushes in the front yard and I'm doing really well. I feel good about myself. But what do you feel when you fail? What do you feel when you lose something or when you don't get the promotion you were looking for? Or what do you do when you can't keep up all of those great things? Or maybe I'm speaking to the, to the woman out there who says, I feel great. I have my kids right how I want them and I go to church every Sunday and I lead a great Bible study and things are wonderful. And yet what happens when a kid comes home and says, uh, I didn't do it right. I failed. This is wrong. I end up sinning. I go into places of sin. What does a mom do when her kids fail? What does she start to really feel about herself? Well, she may feel like she's somehow failed. And her worth can be affected. Or if her husband comes home and says, you know, you didn't do this right, or this didn't turn out the way I wanted it, or, you know, what happens when those things happen? What do you do with your own worth? And I think that's what's so great about what Shay was saying is, is that it's important to take all of those things and begin to speak into them. Because you may be somebody sitting out there saying, I'm realizing that I don't fully know my worth. And I'm realizing that I don't really even know how to get to the places of my worth or even to know the full extent of the lies that I've been taught. And so it's important to begin looking at those little thoughts that come into your head each day as you go through your life. Those things that, that affect you when you break something or when you spill something or when you forget to, to do something that someone needed you to do. What do you feel about those things? We are a listener, uh, radio show. You're welcome to call in at 340. 340- 9585 if you'd like to ask a question or share a story we'd love to hear for, from you that's 3409585 and we're talking about worth tonight we're talking about finding our true worth and just really i, I just i guess i'm going to say again i feel something in my spirit about those people right now who might be going oh that's not me i don't have a problem with my worth And really just praying about, is there anything deeper than what I've just always told myself? Because a person generally doesn't find a lot of brokenness in their worth until they have a failure in their life. Well, and I would just like to offer if, you know, because there probably are folks out there that have really grasped onto who God says that they are. And so I would just invite... 
you know, if somebody really thinks they have a handle on, you know, hey, I know how you can get to this place. You know, I just offer that they call in. Absolutely. 340-9585. We'd love to to get some insight and just kind of some feedback on this. Absolutely. And, and that's a wonderful thing because if you found it, it's great to share it because there might be someone out there who Amen. you know who needs you, who needs your input, who needs your thoughts and your feelings about who they are. You know, I mean, I think we all at some level can can benefit from having someone in our life who sharpens us, who reminds us of truth, who says, this is what I see in you versus what we may hear. Because even though we've talked a lot about our past people, there are current people who can teach us about our worth and some for the good and some for the not so good. And so it's important, I think, every day to begin looking at, you know, what do I see about myself? And and do I step onto that treadmill again and run 100 miles an hour trying to make everything okay? And if I don't, what does that say about me? You know, if you're listening right now and what it says about you is is that I'm just a failure. I can't keep it all together. I don't know how to keep it all together. You know, there is a God who says, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. And if your burden is so hard right now and your yoke is not very easy because you're so concentrated on being better, doing better, looking better, going stronger, working harder, being the 110% person, rather than maybe just a a 40-hour-a-week guy for a week. You know, I just want to do my 40 hours and spend the rest of my time resting or being with my family or spending some time with my kids or my wife or just relaxing, you know, does that make me less than person? I can promise you your worth can also be affected by the constant bombardment of everything that this world requires. You know, you work a 40-hour week or you work a 60-hour week and then you got to be a Sunday school teacher and then you got to make sure the lawn's mowed and, and is my house looking pretty enough for everybody else in the homeowners association? And do I got to do this? And how much do I got to get for this? And and we're constantly pushing ourselves to do more, be better, act better, and at times that can affect our worth. Exactly. Well, I was just um, I was just sitting here thinking, and I'm trying to think of how to word this, but I'll just start, start spit it out here. You know, I was thinking about just in my own life and, you know, not feeling the worth that I really didn't see me as being worthy. You know, but it was interesting because as I was going through some of my healing, I remember, you know, that some of the, some of the most painful things that caused me to feel less than it was harder for me to look at. You know, the, the, the closer it got to me really seeing my worth or my lack of worth, you know, and realizing where I mean, may need to look, you know, it was, it was harder because it was the most painful. And I, actually what I was sitting here thinking is I was thinking, why was it so painful? And I think the reason it was so, so hard was because maybe, possibly, because if I looked at it, what if I found out that I really am not worth anything? 
you know, and what if it's all the truth? You know, sometimes I think, you know, I talk to folks and they say, I'm not, I'm not such a bad person. And I think that's kind of where I was. I didn't feel like I was such a bad person. You know, I tried to do what I could do and I tried to do right by people and I didn't, I sometimes I failed, you know, but you know, it was, it's interesting looking back on it because it's like, you know, sometimes the people closest in your life, like parents or relatives or things that happen in childhood, especially for parents, you know, if you've got some wounding from there, sometimes it's just really hard to look at because you, they mean so much to you. And what if, what if I look at all this and I end up finding out that I'm not I'm not worth anything. They're right. To them. But I think it's, no, but I, that's what I was going to say. I think it's worth the risk because my bet, just from what I've learned, is that whatever was placed on you was put, put there through their own brokenness. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Just a thought. And it is a... It is a great adventure. It's not great in the words like, oh, yippee, we get to go yeah, on this great adventure bad. like going to the Grand Canyon. But it's great in that you take the adventure and it turns out not great, but massive. It turns out overwhelming. That's what's so great about it because you can be overwhelmed by the love of Christ as it flows into those places where you finally realize that all I've ever been telling myself was, oh, I'm not such a bad person. But then you realize maybe there are some broken places and maybe my parents did really see me this way and maybe people do see me this way. But I'm still worthy. I'm still worthy of something good and I'm still worthy because there's a God who says, I know your heart. I've examined your heart and I know your comings and your goings and I know when you stand up and I know when you lay down. And are you perfect? No, but are you mine? Absolutely. When you can say, I am not perfect, but am I his? Absolutely. Then you can say, you know what? I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. And I'm not trying to just, you know, put a pretty, you know, red cherry on the top of a not so tasty Sunday, I'm saying, you know, it's important to know that my God knows me. And I'm, and if I don't always do it right, if I can't always get there, if I can't always be the person somebody wants me to be, I am still loved and I am still valued. And my hope is not in what they see, but my hope is in the Lord. Amen. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed listening about Worth tonight. We hope that maybe God has plucked a few of your own heartstrings. If he has, please know that you're welcome to contact us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. That's our email, and you're welcome to send us something. If you'd just like to say, hey, I I got that, or I have a story to tell, we'd love to hear it. 
You're also welcome to contact us at 210-887-9007. We just appreciate you listening in, and we appreciate the opportunity to share some of the things that God's shown us. We hope that you truly find that no greater love than this, that someone like you should die for someone like me. Jesus did die for us, knowing our knowing not because we were worth not because of our, our own doing, I'm trying to get it out here, but he died because he loved us that much in spite of whether we do it better or we don't do it so good. He loves us just the same. Join Amen. us next week. We'd love to have you join us, and we'll talk to you then. Your love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.